Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Infinite Improvement Podcast with myself, Coach Christo, and of course, Coach Andres. Um, I'm actually really excited for today's episode um, because uh, we've each prepared an answer to a question that I absolutely love asking people. The question is, if you could relive one game that you've played in, not change anything, but relive that experience, what game would you choose and why? Um, now, before we hop right into it, um, I want to talk a little bit about why I like to ask people this question, uh, because it's not, uh, you know, just for my own entertainment or anything. Um, there's uh, so originally I was asked this question as if you could relive one day of your life and not change anything, um, what what day would you choose? Why would you choose it? Um, and obviously I, I adapted the question a little bit to be more sports specific, um, because obviously that's what, um, what we're involved with more. Um, but I think it's really interesting to hear people's answers because it's actually quite a difficult, uh, a quite a difficult question. And often the first thing that comes to, into your mind, isn't what you settle on. I know when I was thinking of days or when I was thinking of, of games that I would want to relive, I had to think about it for a while. I went through a couple different games and it's often not a game that you'd expect. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I don't want to give uh, too, too much away um, because when I, when I get into my story, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be a little bit different than expected, but you know, a lot of people think, uh, you know, immediately think of like the game that they, uh, a game that they absolutely like dominated or something like, you know, a, a very easy win, but their team played really well. They played very well. That was the first thought that came into my mind. Um, but if I could relive any game, it would not be an easy game. It would be a game that was actually incredibly difficult. Um, and although it does contain some of the highest moments of my career as a, as a player, it also contains, uh, you know, some not uh, good moments at all. Um, and uh, it's also uh, one of the best moments is actually, um, you know, uh, like a little bit, a little bit different um, than, than someone. It's not just me scoring a goal. It's not just me playing very well. There's more to it than that. Um, so I think that the reason I ask people this question is to kind of, uh, change their perspective on what they want. Um, you know, if they could relive a game, it wouldn't be an easy game. So why, why, why do you go into games hoping that it's going to be easy? You should hope that it's going to be hard because the most rewarding experiences of your life. And it's the same thing. If you picked a day to relive, right. Um, I would pick a day where I accomplished mm -hmm. something. Not where I just sat around and did nothing and, and enjoyed myself necessarily. Like it might be a day where I did, you know, enjoy myself with friends and family, but it would also probably be a day where I accomplished something. Um, uh, and, you know, wh whether that's like a graduation or, um, you know, uh, succeeding in a game or whatever it is. Mine, my, if I picked a day, it would probably also be a day where I played soccer on, because let's be real. Uh, that's just a huge part of my life. But then again, you know, more recently, uh, you know, I got married, had a, had a baby. Those are, you know, days that I would, you know, love to relive as well. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe things have changed for me. I just think it's an interesting question to ask people. So we're going to hop, uh, into it now. Uh, coach Andres is going to go first. Um, and we'll see where the conversation takes us. Yeah, this was a, this was a, I didn't think it was going to be as difficult as it was. I feel like I played about, since you <laughs> sent me the question, I played like five games in my, in my head, 90 minute games. Yeah. Um, uh, to try to pick one. And, and it was definitely not the first one that came to mind that I was like, I want to, I want to be there again. Um, not because it was bad or anything, but, um, but yeah, it was like there was similar to ones where like I had a significant um, influence, whether it was that we were down and then I either scored or had assist and, and we ended up winning. Um, but I don't know, for some reason, it wasn't the one that I wanted to to go back to. And to be honest, um, 
the one that I ended up I ended up choosing, I don't even remember all of the touches that I had in that game. Um, so so my freshman year of college, I uh, I was playing for BU, and um, just just to begin with, like the chances of me playing for just any university in in America were slim to none. Um, I had the grades and um, I had potential uh, on the field, but um, my status um, in the U.S. Uh, wouldn't allow me to to be able to get any loans, any um, uh, financial aid. Um, the only way that I would be able to to play was if if there was some private scholarship that was um, able to help me get into into the school. Um, and so that alone made it that regardless of what the college was, just being able to be in on a soccer field, um, having done everything right um, with getting the grades, doing, I took the SATs like three times and oh, not that yeah. I did well in any of the three, but it was just so difficult to, it was just so difficult to um, be able to meet all the expectations and meet them. And then at the end, um, still struggle to to get into of, of my status um and uh the the way that i got in is is for another time but um i think that made that narrowed down that the game that i would pick had to be with um with boston university um and it was between the first game that i ever played with them and a game against bc um and the first one was special because again it was it was standing there in a place that I didn't know it was going to ever happen. I imagined it many times. Um, and as a freshman, um, getting the opportunity to start also was um, overwhelming. Um, but he, but once I played that game, I was like, no, it's still not this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, one, that, one, that one was very emotional. Um, but um, against BC. Um, and we played at, at BC. And... Um, Honestly, like I knew that there was some type of rivalry, um, but I, I didn't know enough about like what it was like to be part of it and like that the stands will, would actually have significant amount of people. Um, and uh, I got to I got to start that game um, and I was nervous because everybody kept talking like this is the game like we can have a horrible season but this is the game that we have to win yeah um, because it's bu versus bc and and all of their all of our teams um com compete against each other and if if our hockey team loses against bc but but we the soccer team beats bc oh, like yeah. you get back bragging rights and all that yeah um so so yeah i remember i remember um we played with uh, we had a white and a, a white home uniform and a red away uniform i love the, the red uniform and so um i was even more pumped that i was like oh like we get to play bc and this we look good on this field um and that's all i remember <laughs> because um the game started and i remember it being so <laughs> I, re I remember um i remember moments of it but it was such a natural experience that like when you think back to a mundane type of day that like it doesn't just stick out um but you know that you were um in your element that things were just coming out right and and the simple passes um the tackles i think it was the first game in which I've, i had another part of me that i could get into tackles and um change the game with with that part of um of re, uh, that that way to read the game and anticipate well against players that um perhaps were juniors or seniors um and and me being a freshman um i i felt that it, it was the moment in which I didn't feel talented. I felt that it came out natural. Um, and it wasn't that I necessarily had to, obviously I, I got fit through preseason and, and all these things made it so that that moment felt a little bit more natural than not. But um, we ended up winning 1-0. Um, I remember the goal, but I didn't have necessarily the assist or, or a lot of influence in the actual goal. Um, but I remember after the game, the locker room, it was it was crazy. Um, I had never I had never celebrated a win like that inside of a locker room um, simply because it was your, your big arrival. Um, but I think for the, the reason I, I end up choosing this this one is mainly because of how natural I felt um, of how uh, 
intuitive of how um, I didn't necessarily feel that like, oh, I'm so good at this. I'm gifted at this. It was like, no, it just it just happened. Sometimes podcasting, like we leave the podcast and like, wow, that was a really good podcast. But we didn't necessarily like which word do I use? What do we do? Like it just came out natural. So um, I, I think I think that's the moments that I, that I look for, um, now, um, whether it's coaching, whether it's in my personal life, um, which are the days that like, it's an expression of, of my inner self and it just comes out natural. Um, that's the game, man. That's the game. I got nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Um, like one of the things you said was like that you don't remember, like there are probably games where you remember like the touches better, what you did, like being involved in the build up to this goal or, you know, whatever it was or scoring a goal. Um, but the, the, and that, that's the, that's the thing that's so that I like about this question so much is that, uh, people like realize that like, usually when you pick something, it's about how you felt a lot more than it's about what you did. Um, it's like you, like, we'll get into this when I, when I talk about my story, but like, you know, it's, it's not so much about like you scored this goal and this goal and you, you know, or like a goalkeeper, you made like incredible saves all game long. It's not necessarily going to be a game like that. Um, because you know, that, that stuff's great, but it's more about the meaning behind the things that you actually did. It could have just been like a game that was very important um, to the team and you succeeded as a team. And maybe you didn't have the best individual performance. Uh, maybe you just played well. Um, it's probably not going to be a game you didn't play well in. Um, you know, but like, it's a lot more about the, about the feeling, um, than it is about, uh, what you did. And that's obviously something that uh, like, I think is very important for players to realize, um, is, is that it's, it's not just about, what you do on the field. It's about, you know, w- what that means to yourself, what that means to other people. Um, and you know, how, how you feel when you're doing it, that, you know, description of be it feeling natural. It's like when people talk about, you know, being in, in like a, st- a state of flow where everything just comes and you're just like, uh, you're in that zone and you're just like, you know, not thinking and you're just doing it. And maybe like, because you're not thinking as much, you can't, you can't remember every single touch, um, but you don't need to remember every single touch to know um, the feeling of being in that game, playing well, being part of something bigger than you. Um, and, and, and also like, you know, obviously um, I haven't spoken to many people who have told me a game that they lost would be the one that they wanted to remember, although it has happened. Um, uh, like succeeding as a team, even though like you didn't, uh, you didn't score the goal, um, uh, or you don't remember necessarily being like super involved in that goal. Um, but you remember being in the locker room afterwards and celebrating a win like that with your team. Um, you know, like at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about, um, you know, you can succeed as an individual, but in this sport, the only thing that matters is, you know, succeeding as an individual within a team environment and helping that team yeah. succeed as well, especially once you get into college and, uh, you know, and, and beyond that, um, obviously at younger levels, you know, I, I can understand players being a little bit more um, individualistic, but w- once you start playing at a decent level, yeah. you know, it becomes more and more and more about the team. Yeah. And I think, um, I think many times the younger we are, we, we try to look for these moments, whether it's in training, in a showcase, in a game in which we do something that's amazing, that's out of this world and it's yeah. out of our reach, something amazing that like puts us on a, on some sort of platform. Um, and I, I think going back to the, the, how natural it is, um, I think, when it's natural to you, when people on the outside are watching, that's when you actually might stand out. Um, and if you're actually pushing and striding and, and pursuing standing out, I think that's when you start to, to um, add distractions to, to your um, natural uh, creativity on the game, your natural talent. Um, and so I think um, when, I, when I think back to that game, I, I do remember the coach actually pulling me um because my my family went to watch me um and um so they didn't speak my family doesn't speak english very well and and the head coach um was saying hello to them and then he pulled me aside and he was like 
like tell them that we made the right decision um, with having you and, and playing you today in this position and that you were outstanding. Um, and so, so that actually makes me think that like in the moments that you're, you don't feel that you're standing out, but you feel um, that things are, are playing out as natural as they come to you, you might actually be standing high, standing out at your highest potential. Um, and, and it just takes me back to like, stop, stop pursuing, stop chasing. Um, this guy, I was reading a book uh, the other day and he was saying, um, he was talking about imagination um, and that everything starts in your imagination and that um, anything that's in the world was imagined first. Like the iPhone was imagined by Steve Jobs before it actually comes to life. Today, we imagine that we're going to be on this podcast, but until we bring it to actually uh, to real life, but it all starts in your, in your mind. And he was saying, he was talking about, um, yeah, and like for some reason in my imagination, I can sing like Adele. Um, <laughs> the only problem is when and I bring it out, <laughs> I don't sound like, um, and, but in my imagination, I'm Adele. I'm the guy version of Adele. Um, and so there's this, there's this, um, there's, there's this, mo there's this moment that from imagination to ma materializing this invisible stuff um, that we can get choked up. And so I think where he took us was that um, we can imagine absolutely everything. Um, but in the moments that you imagine something and, and you're able to bring it to reality, as close as possible as to what you imagined, that's your natural talent. That's where you should be at. And maybe Adele imagines that she can sing that way and then she can bring it that way. Maybe Adele imagines that she can play uh, basketball, but it doesn't come out that way. Um, and so we can imagine a lot of things. And instead of maybe um, trying to be um, this exceptional singer and trying to find all these different things that um, you can do to become better, maybe try to identify during the day, what have I imagined? And what was I able to bring from my brain into existence? Very natural. Um, and I think that's when you start to uh, uh, find these these moments in which like, oh, I, I'm actually really naturally good at this. Let me invest energy and, and pract uh, practical things to make this better. Um, so, so I think um, just tying it back, I think soccer and, and that game like we imagined that game the tactics and and it just came out and, and soccer has been something that sometimes when I imagine games as a coach and they come out I'm like wow like this lived in my brain and it came very close to to the way it came out and it, it could be true to anything that you do so um try not so much to be hard on yourself I would say and and don't I'd say imagine more actually yeah. imagine more build the, the library of imagination and then try to see which one translates to existence a little bit uh, smoother uh, that you actually have to put in less work and you're more in your element. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's what yeah. we're coming to. I, I think like that point on like imagining um, uh, imagery is actually one of my favorite uh, you know, strategies to use for athletes before competition. And I have like tons of different things that I use, but imagery was also always something that helped me a lot. Uh, and that's actually like a lot of evidence that like if you – think about like, say like you're about to play a game and you take five minutes and you think like you close your eyes and you think about, you know, scoring goals or making tackles or saves or dribbling past uh, defenders or whatever, you know, whatever it is you think that you're going to do on the field, that will help. That makes you play better. Um, you know, just having that, yeah. um, you know, like belief, um, like seeing yourself do those things, will increase your yeah. confidence, will help you play better. So, you know, the, your mind is, it can be a very, very powerful weapon can also be, you know, your worst enemy. Uh, yeah. it's, up, it's up to you yeah, how I you mean, use it. Right. Like you can imagine I mean, we're horrible incredibly, things. Yeah. yeah. And, and go from yeah, we're there. We're incredibly talented. And like you imagine horrible things and, and you can actually make those horrible things happen. There's a lot of people that create a lot of harm too. And, and, yeah. and it's just using that power that you like, I imagine this thing and I want to, I want to bring it to life. Um, I'll just, one last thing that, that I remember from, um, from that guy that was, that, that thought he was Adele. <laughs> um, he, he was saying that like, there's this, uh, it's ima imagining, risking, and then creating. And that, that, that risk is in the middle and, and, and we don't want that. Um, we don't want to risk maybe because you might get rejected or because, um, you won't end up taking on the player or scoring the goal or making the assist. Um, but actually that moment of risk exposes you to, to come to the conclusion, whether what did I, what I imagine um, 
is it something that I naturally materialize or is it um, something that culture has built? Maybe I want to be Adele because I want to, I want, I want to make as much money as she makes. I want to be a celebrity, which then takes it to the reasons you're imagining some of these things are not aligned with who you actually are. And so risking and making a fool out of yourself with whatever you imagine actually starts to um, cross out the things that maybe you're not supposed to be. Um, and that maybe they're being influenced by something that's not you. Um, so, so imagine risk and then you'll be able to create. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely love that. And I'll, I've said this a lot, um, but I'll say it again, like making a fool of yourself, is one of the most underrated yeah. things ever. You know, yeah. you you, ha- you absolutely have to make a fool of yourself and you have to be okay making a fool of yourself. Just the one thing I want to really quickly go back to that you touched on was, um, you know, standing out by just like playing naturally. Um, I get a, like a lot of questions from athletes asking like, how do I stand out at a trial? How do I impress my coach? And like, the first thing I always say is, find a way to help your team succeed. And it's like the complete opposite of what they're thinking. Like they want to stand out from their teammates, but no, if you can elevate the level of your team, if you can elevate the level of your teammates, that's what coaches want. Coaches want players who make the team better. They don't want players who, uh, you know, will, will stand out from their team, like individually, like you stand out by helping the team succeed. So like you're going to a trial, find a way to help the team that you're playing on be successful. That's what you should do. It shouldn't be about like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to score this crazy bicycle kick. Um, you know, that, that yeah. will, will help me stand out. You know, if that's the way you're going to help the team, then, then great. But you know, it's, it's, it is about, but it will come natural. The bicycle, yeah. the bicycle, the bicycle will only be to, if you're forcing it, if you, every time the cross comes in, you're going for a bike, then it's like, ah, I don't know about this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I lately this is this, this idea of pursuing has become so uh, I've come just uh, against the idea to pursue. I think I think you you have been equipped with everything that you have that you need to to express um, what your talents are, whether it's on the field or wherever it is. And I think the idea of pursuing makes it so that I have to go look for something that I'm not and become something that I'm not. And it's even like, it's engraved in the, in the declaration of independence, like the pursuit of happiness. The moment you pursue happiness, you're acknowledging that happiness is not here. Um, And, and so every time you're pursuing this next big thing, you're acknowledging that you're not big right now and you need to start from I'm big now and I'm going to help my team and I'm going to make a difference for my team. Um, So it's just, I, I love that you, you, help players a lot with this mentality and, and, and confidence start from there, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Let's hop into my Your story. story. Take us. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to start off by saying uh, what this game is not. It's not the most important game I ever played with uh, played in. It's not the uh, best team I ever played on. Uh, it's not the biggest crowd I ever played in front of. Not the most goals I ever scored. Not the most, um, you know, uh, the, the best game that I ever played, uh, from start to finish, none of those things. All right. So, um, I think I was, uh, 2022 probably, um, I was playing in a, a game in, uh, in England, uh, you know, lower levels. Um, but we were, uh, you know, looking to get promoted that season. And basically it, it was, uh, I think it was, um, early spring, um, and we had a really, really big game against the other team. I think they were like, you know, a point or two ahead of us in the standings, uh, same amount of games played. So this was basically, you know, uh, and only one, you know, uh, in a lot of leagues, uh, low, you know, lower, lower level leagues, um, because, uh, there's like, you know, a lot more ninth division teams in Eng- or ninth division leagues in England than there are eighth division leagues, it's very tough to get promoted. Right. So, um, you, a lot of the time it's like the first team gets promoted, um, or maybe like second teams play playoffs sometimes. Um, so, uh, if, if we didn't win this game, there was a very, very big chance we wouldn't get promoted. And we had had a, you know, unbelievable season, uh, but so had the other team. So this was, you know, a huge, huge game for us. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was playing for, um, Eastwood Hanley, 
uh, in England, uh, playing, I, I believe we were playing against uh, Penkridge FC, something like that. Um, and um, the, the first half of this game was horrible. Easily the worst half of uh, football we had played that year. Um, quite possibly one of the worst halves I had played um, ever. Um, I didn't play well at all. Um, so it would be a tough first half for me to relive, but I would feel okay knowing what was, you know, going to come in the second half. Um, so we were losing one zero at halftime. Um, and, uh, and I had missed a very, very big chance, um, in, in the first half. I hadn't been like super involved. I was playing up front. I hadn't been like super involved, but I had had one huge chance, uh, where one of my teammates hit the post. Uh, and the ball came back out to me, uh, and I took my first touch down, uh, and, uh, you know, looked to finish and, uh, and I missed, um, and, uh, yeah, it was a very, very big miss. Uh, and I was, you know, in the locker room at halftime, head down thinking about, you know, I could have, I could have been the one to pull us back into this game. Um, and you know, those games where you're like, you're playing, so bad in the first half, it's only one, one, zero, two, zero, but you think like, it's so hard to get back into this game. Like just because, yeah. because we're not doing anything. We're not creating anything. Um, you know, even the one chance that we created, I was the one who missed it. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking like my teammates are looking at me like, you know, what was Christo doing? We could be back in this game. Um, but uh, I, I noticed you mentioned, you know, your, your family had come to watch you in that, in that game that you talked about. Um, and my family was there for this game. Um, my family and, you know, my parents and my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. Um, so when I walked back out onto the field after, uh, after halftime, um, it, uh, I, I saw them and I'm actually like getting a little emotional. Um, I saw them and all that stress and the pressure just kind of, you know, went away. I was like, all right, I'm going to just play the second half. And, um, and play freely and just, just figure it out as I go. And it's almost exactly what you said. The second half just felt so natural, you know, ball came to me. I knew what I was doing next. I didn't have to think. Um, and, uh, it's one of those games where like, I just, I, I could do, I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt like I could do anything. Uh, you know, I was dropping into midfield, picking up the ball, you know, taking on defenders, um, Still a very difficult second half because the, the other team was, you know, as good as we were. Um, but I, uh, I, um, one time I, I, uh, I think we had a goalkeeper at the ball, punted the ball out. Um, you know, I took a really, really great first touch, turned a defender, uh, put my teammate through on goal back in the game one, one. And then a couple minutes later, um, uh, I, you know, dropped, um, you know, back into, into midfield, pick up the ball, took it past, uh, you know, two defenders. Um, and even though maybe not every touch stands out perfectly from this game, this play, I could, I can remember, I could live this play all day long. Um, you know, the, the, the contact, you know, you make contact with the ball and it's just literally perfect. Um, and, <laughs> Uh, and I can see that ball, you know, just floating towards the net. Um, and it actually was uh, near post. Um, so, you know, post is there and uh, and I'm shooting from over here and it just goes barely just clips the post uh, and into the, the side netting on the other side. Whew. It was it was uh, one of the best strikes of my life. Uh, and we ended up and and I, I score that goal um, and um, I. Uh, you know, my teammates are running towards me, you know, to, to celebrate. It's pretty late on in the game, probably like five, 10 minutes left. Um, and I run over to my girlfriend uh, and, and kiss her. Um, and then I go and, you know, celebrate with my team. Um, and, uh, and, and that's the game. We won two, one. Uh, we got promoted that season. Um, you know, the, and yeah, I, uh, uh, the, obviously there were, there were other good games in that season. Uh, but that one was really like, you know, 
it was, it was, it was a very important game. I said it wasn't the most important game in my career. I don't think it was, um, but it was an important game. And I think it's just like an accumulation of, of so many different things um, of, you know, uh, it being a difficult game that we managed to get work our way back into of going from the lows of the first half of, you know, not playing well, missing a chance um, to succeeding so much in the second half, that contrast, um, you know, people say like, it doesn't matter, like happiness doesn't mean anything if you haven't like also experienced like, you know, the lows that life has as well. Um, and you know, it, like within 90 minutes, I'd gone from so low to so high. Um, and it was, yeah. you know, it, like just such a contrast. And then also I think, um, having people, uh, that, you know, loved and supported me there, um, you know, walking out and being able to see my parents, seeing my girlfriend, um, uh, that like filling me with confidence, um, then, you know, celebrating with my girlfriend in the way that I did. Um, and then, you know, all of these different things kind of come together to make just the perfect game. And it's not the first game that I thought of uh, when, when I kind of asked myself this question, um a while ago and it's it's not the uh you know but because because it's uh it's it was like a a complicated game like it wasn't super straightforward or anything um you know i i could have said like uh i think in the same season i had a game i scored five goals um but we won like you know eight to one or something like it, it wasn't like yeah. a you know it wasn't like a, a tough battle um you know and um it, it just like so many different things came together to make it uh, a game that I will never forget and you know those moments uh stand out that uh, that I'll never forget as well um so yeah that that's that's yeah, my uh, that's my game yeah I, I want you to talk a little bit more about um feeling at at half um because I think, I think a lot of people may be in in, in that first half, um, and everybody who, who's looking for a promotion. And by promotion, it could be I'm looking to get seen by academy team, yeah. uh, college, um, a, a professional team. Um, they probably feel like they are in that first half. Um, maybe their things are not going right. They feel like they their coach doesn't like them. Um, they're not getting the the amount of playing time that they want. Um, their teammates don't don't value them as much as they think they should. They don't value themselves uh, uh, enough. What what do you have to do to to believe that there's a second half or there's hope in the second half? So um, I know one thing you said was was the family. Um, but even before you see the family, I guess let's talk more about like why was it triggering you so much? Why did it feel like nothing could come back from this horrendous first half? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us. Uh, you know, you experience something um, and that like you experience something bad and that makes you feel uh, like or like, let's say like you experience a failure and it makes you feel like uh, like a failure. And I said like a lot of the time, like um, like or, or you experience a success and it makes you feel like a success. But like it's it's not about um you know, one, one moment, one person rejecting you, one missed goal. Um, I, I've made a video about this the other day. Um, if you go through the big chances missed and top goal scorers in all the leagues in Europe, um, all the big leagues and the Champions League, those lists are mighty similar. Like the, the player, mm. the same players are on those two lists. Um, and I think that like, you know, it's a, it's a cliche to say that like, you know, no one gets anywhere without, without making a lot of mistakes as well on the way. Um, but like, it is so true. Um, and no, mm. no single moment, no mischance, no rejection from somebody, um, you know, a scout, uh, a friend, uh, you know, a girlfriend, whatever it is, none, nothing that like no one moment like that makes you a bad person unless you think that it does. So if I, if I miss a chance and I start thinking that's, that's who I am, I'm, I'm someone who misses that chance. Like 
I'm, I'm going to miss again. But if you think, you know, no, it's, it's gone. It doesn't matter. Everyone misses chances. Uh, uh, and like in that moment, I needed that, um, that, you know, mental reset. Of, yeah, exactly. Of yeah. seeing my, uh, you know, my friends or my family, my girlfriend um, there uh, to just kind of like, I don't know, bring a little bit of perspective, I guess. Yeah. And for some people, maybe seeing th- their family could be like an experience of stress. I know that like, you know, some uh, I've, I've worked with players who never want their family to come to games. Uh, but for me, it's never <laughs> been like that. For me, it was like, it was yeah. like uh, being a little kid uh, again. Cause you know, my family wasn't, weren't able to come to every game I've ever played in. Um, but you know, when I was, yeah. you know, uh, when I was like, you know, 10 or 11 or something, you know, they would come to every game and I would look over and they'd always be there on the sideline and, you know, supporting me. And, um, you know, my dad would get me, uh, an ice cream after the game, whether we won, whether we lost, he didn't care. Um, so, you know, just like it was, it, it made me feel a little bit like I was, um, you know, a, a kid again. Um, and that, that's what I needed in that moment. Um, I, I forgot to mention this, but actually, um, the the penalty miss that we talked about um, a couple weeks ago um, uh, that happened the week before this game. So it was actually like oh, you know it was a it was a tough game, and then a tough first half, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like even yeah, yeah. even more so like that contrast. I think like people fail to realize that at any moment something can happen that can turn everything around, like whether it's a goal or, uh, you know, one success in your life can turn everything around and you will find success if you keep going. Like, um, you know, no one's, uh, no one who stopped trying, uh, no, or no one who hasn't stopped trying is a failure, right? If you keep going, you'll, you'll find something you can kind of latch onto and go from there. Um, and you know, you, you just have to keep going. Uh, you know, I could have, Uh, as long as you're still in the game, you can have, you have it, you'll have a chance to turn things around. And I also, like I said this to a player the other day, I think that, um, a lot of players, when things aren't going well, they start to hide, uh, you know, they don't, they don't want the ball. They don't want to try to make things happen because they're afraid they're going to make mistakes or they start playing like very, very simple. So, you know, they'll never try to turn, they'll never try to take on a defender. Um, the playing like that will get you nowhere. Like yeah. I'm a coach, a halfway decent coach watching you play will never take you to the next level. If they see you playing scared at this level. Right. So I'd rather see you try to take on that defender. If it's a good situation, obviously, you know, you don't dribble yeah, every yeah. time you get the ball, but like, if you get the ball in a situation where if you take that one V one, you're going to create a chance for your team to score or yourself. Like you have to take it. Like you have to take it. If you don't, that says way more to me as a coach than, uh, you know, that says way more about you as a player than you losing the one V one, because at least you make the, made the right decision. And if you lose the ball, you lose the ball. Mistakes happen in every game, you know, messy, uh, maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't say like messy or something. So I don't know who the I don't know who the best dribbler in the in the world is right now. But I'm sure their dribbling percentage is like fifty percent. Like that's good. Beating defenders one every one of every two times you take them on. Yeah, uh, you you said the word child a lot as I was listening and like feeling like a child again in the game and, and getting a ice cream from from mom or dad. Yeah. Or, and I think as we get older, we, well, I think the child, the word child puts me back to this idea of imagination. And we, we fail to imagine because we are no longer child. And now we have this idea that the next mistake will dictate everything that goes forward. My mom has a daycare and, um, and um, sometimes I just like to relax. I'll just sit and, and watch the kids just, just mess around or do whatever. Um, and sometimes they do something bad and, and then um, mom has to let them know. And like literally one minute and a half later. They're doing the same thing. They're, <laughs> they're doing the same thing or they're laughing, doing something else. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's almost like um, they, they're able to, to forget about whatever bothered them 
a minute ago um and and so it's like what what is it like to to have this childlike um approach to to every single game and 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 know that one you're playing like it's you're playing soccer like i don't i think we forget that it, it's a game you play with a group of people and at the end of the day you win or lose but maybe it doesn't end after the second half um maybe there's another half coming somewhere yeah. in another game um and and i think um being able for for you to come from back to back halves or game to a new half and things are still going wrong um I think the opposite makes it so that these moments that are bad, we try to run away from. Because when we look at Messi and these players that do really well um, in the career, that also stops. Like, Messi's not killing everybody right now. Ronaldo's yeah, I mean, they just got eliminated from the, the Champions League. Like, that's yeah. That's got to hurt. And then, so we just look for, we look away and like, oh, Messi and Ronaldo are, are amazing. But... Um, I think there, it would be nice to to look at them and say like, wow, like they went up and they came back down. Maybe they go back up. Maybe they don't. Um, but in the same way that when you go down, um, you may not remain down. The moments that you go up, you're probably going to go back down again. No, you're not probably. You're going to go back down again. One, because of age. One, because you can't play soccer your entire life. One, because there's other people trying just as hard or, or harder or you're more talented than you. Um and and so identifying that that even even in those high moments you're gonna go back down and and I think it has to do maybe with the stories we're told when we're young too because that's when we start to get corrupted like I don't know if I mentioned the last time where like Kobe was talking about um, the Cinderella story and like it ends it has a happy ending and all these Disney stories have a happy ending um, but um but that's not reality like. Cinderella and her man probably fought two days after that happy yeah. ending, and and they might have not talked to each other, or one of them might have got sick, and things went wrong, and so the story continues whether it's good or bad. Um, we just happen to cut it at the at the highest point, and we're like, okay, it's over, and everything should stay like this. Um, so no, I think I think it was, it's really it's a, it's a good story because I, I I want people to dwell in that. I would like people to sit on that first half. Um. Because that's you have more first halves than you have second halves, like you from your story. Yeah. There's significantly more of these moments that taste bad than these other ones. Um, but even though there's more, it doesn't neglect that just that amazing second half is coming up. And then the last thing would be like you you surrounded yourself with this invisible team that pushes you through and like I would encourage players to, to have people come watch them, their friends, their family, boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, I try to get my mentors to come watch me coach because when the game is horrible and like I feel like the team is not playing, I look one way and like, oh, wow, like I'm, I'm, I mean more than this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, and you need that because then you go back and that pushes you in that moment and you have that second half and you win the game and you get promoted. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's good to reflect on on these moments that you would like to relive because they're yeah. not they're not um, just um, amazing moments. They're they're pictures of real life. Yeah, they're real. Um, it's it's like I love that. Like um, you know, I love that you brought in like your family. Um, I was wondering if you if you were uh, going to talk about your family and your story. And I love that, like um, you said, like your coach went over and, you know, wanted to say something to them because um, and it like tied into my story as well, because um, mine was, you know, a lot about uh, my family being there. Um, and I think that was a big, a big part of my performance. Every once in a while, I see a video on uh, on TikTok where it's like. Oh, you know, I, uh, I never go out with friends anymore. I'm just, I just play soccer and I'm always like, I I was like, you know, like you're working hard. That's great. But like, you know, life, life is about people. Uh, you need to like, uh, obviously, you know, you're the main character in your story, but you're not the only character and having other people around you will help you as a person in my opinion it'll help you as an athlete too you know because if if uh if you don't have anyone to support you in those in those low moments like if i can look over and i see like you know i'm feeling really bad about this or that um 
maybe I'm feeling, you know, I had a really, really rough week coaching. None of my sessions have gone how I wanted them to go. Uh, you know, we all have weeks like this where, uh, where things aren't going well, but if I can look and I see like, you know, my, my parents are still here. My parents still support me. My wife is, you know, is right here, you know, saying like, you know, next week's going to be better. Don't worry, relax. Um, you know, that you need that. Uh, it's very tough to get yourself out of, um, it can be tough to like, you know, get yourself uh, back up without some support or without like a reason to do it, you know, like, but if you, if you have those friends and family supporting you and you want to do it, not just for you, but for them as well, like both of our stories, um, you know, it's about, they're about more than us, right? It wasn't just, oh, Andres had a great game. Oh, Christo had a great game. It's about like the meaning behind that friends, family, teammates, the team. Um, it's, a, it's about so much more than, than just, than just yeah. us. Yeah. So- soccer is going to break your heart no matter yeah. what. Like soccer, yeah. that's a relationship that you're going, like the player stage, that's a marriage that is going to end in a divorce no matter what. Yeah. No matter what you do, that's gonna, you're going to be divorced from that player stage. Um, and so you might as well not marry that. You, you can have a relationship with it, um, but you got to marry, not marry, but like you got to make this connection with your friends, your, your, your girlfriend, your, your parents. Um, and I guess in Infinite Ballers, we, it's the invisible team, but it's also the infinite team um, because all these other teams are, are, are finite. Whatever craft you do, um, even coaching is finite. Um, and so the, the things that actually last a little longer is like, you're going to be a parent. I'm going to be a brother. I'm going to be uh, an uncle. I'm going to be, uh, I can be a friend. Those are more infinite um, relationships. And, and I think tying yourself to the infinite relationships will, will make you exceed in your finite responsibilities. Mm-hmm. All right. We're ready to do three uh, key takeaways. I have the first one. three takeaways. Go ahead. All right. So first one is, the best moments in your life will not be easy moments. The best days in your life will not be easy days. The best games you play in will not be easy games. You won your game 1-0. I won my game 2-1. I've won games by a lot more than that. Um, I'm sure you have as well. Um, but both of these were tough. All right. The, the best experience, the experiences that you'll remember forever will be things that you fought for. Uh, you know, the greatest success in your life won't be something that's handed to you. It'll be something you had to fight, you know, tooth and nail to get. Um, so when you're in that situation where you're losing a game one zero or, you know, uh, you're you're playing a game and zero zero and it's a really tough game and you go in the locker room at halftime, you should be psyched. You shouldn't be, oh, you know what? Like, I can't believe we're going to lose this game 1-0. You should be, how good is it going to feel when we go out there and we turn this game around and we win 2-1 in the second half when we play the best second half we've ever played? That's the, the idea you should be thinking. Like, whenever a hardship comes, you know, you should be thinking, how can I turn this around and how good is it going to feel when I do? Sure. Um, I would, uh, I guess it has to do with some of that, but... um. Yeah, imagine imagine more. I think what you're talking about has a lot to do with like you're sitting in first yeah. half. You have to imagine the second half before it actually happens. Um, and the moment you imagine that the second half can be better, it will come more natural for it to actually exist. Um, so I would say it could it could almost sound contradicting, um, but as you need to work hard and and, and fight through it. But I think you can only do that if you tap into this natural state of execution. And you can only find that natural execution the more you imagine and the more you risk and the more you create moments like, oh, shoot, then maybe I don't belong in the midfield. Maybe I don't belong out wide. Maybe I don't belong in soccer. Yeah. Um, and, but little, you're starting to remove things and you're going to find what you are actually are supposed to be doing um, and it's going to flow naturally. So... I would say imagine until it becomes natural. That would be the second point. Imagine until it becomes natural. Oh, that's, that's really, really good. Um, um, the third one, I'll let you take the third one because I uh, took two last one. week. All right. Unless okay. you don't have one. All right. No, I, I, I think um, that 
literally just, you know, what we were saying, you know, before it's a, it's about, um, more than, more than you, uh, and whether that's like, um, you know, uh, success as a team rather than success as an individual, which becomes more and more important, uh, the more you play, uh, whether that's about, you know, realizing that, um, you as an individual, obviously you matter, but, um, you know, uh, ha- involving other people, having other people in your life, um, and, you know, sharing your success with them, like both of us, like you won your game and I'm sure, you know, you celebrated with your teammates. I'm sure you also celebrated with your family and we're proud of like your coach saying to your family, like, you know, we made the right decision with Andres and it, you know, it's like similar for me. Like I wanted to celebrate that goal, uh, with my teammates, but, but also with my family, like you don't, I don't know. I, I, I would never, uh, think about, um, doing a, like an individual celebration, really. I don't think ever. Um, and I know some players do and, you know, it is, it is what it is, but I'm always like more drawn to those celebrations where like, it's the whole team together. The goalie comes up. Yeah. Yeah. The goalie. Yeah. Um, and, or like, you know, fans running onto the field. <laughs> no. Um, but you know, like it's, uh, the, the game and your life, it's about more than just you, uh, the, this, uh, other people involved, other things, uh, and just like, you know, realizing that sometimes, uh, even in like a moment that you'll tra- cherish forever, um, you know, sharing that experience with other people can be, you know, really, really, yeah, I think it's a really good thing and having people to share it with is, is important. Oh, that's good. I think, yeah, that's good. Because if, if people weren't around to experience it, then it actually happened. Yeah, well, yeah who, who cares? Wow, yeah. All yeah, right. I like that. All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode eight of the Infinite Improvement Podcast. Um, we're going to be back to uh, back to weekly um, now uh, that I've managed to catch up a little bit uh, on some sleep. Um, so, yeah, we'll be we'll be back again next week. Um, we are on YouTube, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon podcasts. Um, so yeah, check us out, uh, leave a comment on YouTube or review. Um, and, uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Peace. That's good.